If your business is tired of paying unpredictable and high phone bills, do what I did. Switch to Zoom Calls Cloud Business Phone Service. You'll pay the same low amount every month, no matter how many calls you have in the U.S. and Canada. And Zoom Calls has a really cool feature called voicemail drops. Whenever you reach someone's voicemail, just say hi in their name and then click a couple of buttons on your phone to leave your pre-recorded message. It saves both your voice and your time. Check out zoomcalls.com. That's zoomcalls.com. I think you'll love it. Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Well, that is right. You are listening to the home of conservative, not bitter, not bitter talk and education here as we're ramping up our conservative, not bitter university program here. Launching the Facebook cam for those of you who are on Facebook, facebook.com slash Todd Huff show. You can watch the program live or on demand so long as our friends at Facebook allow that to happen, and I have to tell you, at a time like this, I truly wonder, I truly wonder uh, just how long Facebook is going to allow programs with perspectives like this to share those perspectives. I want to talk today. I'm going to talk today about a couple of things. You know, we've got a huge, um, a huge mess going on in this nation, still riots. We've got police targeted, I saw. Uh, an officer, I believe it was in New York City, who was stabbed. Uh, stabbed last night. I think he was stabbed. Um, just all sorts of, of chaos happening around us. Again, as I've said before, I'm not going to get into that at the moment, but there's a difference between protests and riots. At some point, um, well, I do have a little thing that I do uh, – alerting people as to when their protest has become a riot. You know, like, uh, for example, when you find the first brick flying through the air, if you've got a contract with someone, uh, some organization that gives you the rules for for protesting, as I've heard, have been found um, at uh, from very reliable sources on, on this, um, when you have pallets of bricks that are shipped to the location, probably a good sign that you're headed to a a riot and not a protest. When there's open fire in the streets, when buildings are being burned, windows are being smashed out, that's probably a good sign. That's actually a definitive sign that you're no longer attending a protest. You're at a riot. And there's lots of other uh, kind of key points that differentiate the two. So I don't want to get into protests today. I, I want, well, I want to talk about protests indirectly, and I want to talk specifically about what happens if you don't tow the correct, uh, the politically correct line. Uh, sorry, watching Fox News and some guy is interfering. They're not letting the journalist be. They're they're getting in front of him. They're waving. Uh, it's. It, 
blocking the camera, which of course is, you would think that if you had a message that, that you wanted to be heard, you wouldn't want the media blocked, but that's what I'm watching here. Regardless, um, regardless, we have chaos around this country. And if you don't agree, if you don't agree, or if you just have a different perspective on some of these things, you need to change your perspective immediately or face the consequences. You know, this actually reminds me, I was thinking about this last night. This situation with the protests, the racial tensions, the rioting, all that stuff, right? This this, this mix of, of stuff in that particular arena. This is a replay of sorts of what we saw with COVID. And what do I mean by that? I mean specifically, specifically that there are people who are deemed as experts, people whose opinions um, – you know, the rest of us who are not able apparently to have a, an opinion whatsoever, um, we're told to basically shut up, do what you're told, support this. If you're not, you know, if you're not for some of the extreme steps taken, then you are for, and with COVID, you were for apparently just mass death, right? If you didn't want to see the economy shut down, you were in favor of people dying all over the streets, Right, as though that was the the choice that we were we were given. If you don't comply immediately, if you don't if you don't stop asking questions or raising concerns or trying to voice a different perspective or saying that maybe there's some other important elements to this that there's you know two remember with COVID we talked about two sides of the same of the same coin with um with the economy and with the healthcare crisis the health crisis we talked about this right a lot still talk about this it's the same the same issue but there's different components of the issue you can also say there's a third side i don't want to make any socialist who's turned in here this morning which i welcome you and i hope that you do listen but i don't want to make your head spin by talking about three sides of the same coin that would be i mean i, I can't imagine what that might cause here uh, this morning, I'm kidding, just having fun. Take it easy. My goodness, it's like there's no opportunity for any laughing today or humor or anything like that. But there's there's the issue of being concerned about the actions the government is taking or the direction the the where the popular culture is is where entertainers or sports or whatever is is pushing this this debate, this discussion. With COVID, it was. It was the same thing. Remember, it was stay home, don't leave your home, um, stay the stay the blank home. I think was uh, was a hashtag for some time. Just stay at home, lock up your doors, hide your kids, hide your wife, don't go outside. And if you go outside, you want mass death and casualties. The only reason you want to go outside is to get a haircut or to get your nails done. That's what that's what the argument was from the left. Of course. They didn't. The radical left, many, by the way, who were involved in these protests via the radical, insane group known as Antifa, the immoral, rabidly anti-democratic. I mean, this is this is you talk about this is domestic terrorism is what we're looking at with Antifa. Trump is right with that particular uh, designation, but there's similarities here. And the other thing is how quickly with covid 
Did were many Americans willing to give up all sorts of freedoms and liberty? Oh, you tell me that I might catch a disease that we don't know anything about if I go outside. I first I didn't have to wear a mask, now I do. Right um, now, I mean the, the the amount of things that changed with COVID, right over the course of a very short window of time, it didn't even matter. All that mattered was we were supposed to trust these experts um, in this case. And we couldn't have opinions. We couldn't make decisions for ourselves. We couldn't add anything else. I mean, the economy is a part of this, right? The economy is um, a component of this. Why can't business owners have a voice? Because COVID, Todd, because COVID. Okay, now COVID suddenly doesn't matter in these protests, I know when the pro- people protested to reopen their government, that's all the media talked about. Oh, my goodness, there's going to be another outbreak. We saw, we saw 24 people within six feet of one another. Massive outbreak, right? We don't even hear about this anymore because this – and what we do here, we don't hear about half of the, the terrible stuff that's happening from – again, I'm talking about rioters. I'm not talking about protesters. Gone through that enough. I'm talking about the rioters. But we're supposed to abandon fundamental issues of American liberty instantaneously at the drop of a hat because of whatever. Like I can't have an opinion that differentiates. You you heard me earlier this week. I think one of the things we need to do individually, especially for those of us who are white Americans, if if and when we encounter someone um, who wants to explain – their perspective on this and what they're trying to do. Of course, listen, be empathetic. I mean, I don't I don't understand all of that. I haven't experienced any of these things personally. It doesn't mean that I don't care. It just means I want to be empathetic. I want to I want to listen. I want to understand. I'm talking about protesters. I don't Look, if people are going to resort to to physical violence and rioting and burning stuff down, I I don't think they deserve. They're not they they don't deserve my attention. Like that, that is, that makes it, that makes it, that sets the terms of the agreement as, as you will listen to me or else. That, that's, that's not the way that this should be done. I mean, America is listening. America is trying to, to, to figure this out. And just because we're listening doesn't mean we all agree on every single issue. And just because you don't agree on a specific issue, specific case, Say again, I use the example of Michael Brown because it's very egregious. It's totally, it's not at all what it was portrayed to be, but yet that's still used in these protests. And I'm considered, or people that that point that out, we're considered to be part of the problem. I'm just simply saying, let's define what it is that we want. Let's define what we're trying to achieve here. Let's stop the violence. And of course, we can talk and listen about that. Nobody wants to see what happened to George Floyd happened to someone else. No one wants that. But the other side of the coin, as I mentioned earlier, with COVID, it was health and, and economy. With this, it's the issues that are being raised by the protesters, the concern for uh, black suspects in custody or those that are have encounters with police, and the safety of law enforcement officers. And just like... I mean, both of those things matter. Not every time that violence is used by a, by a law enforcement officer 
is that because uh, it was it, well it, it, some of those times i'm not even going to assign percentages or say most or almost all or whatever i'm just some of those times a percentage of those times it's it's justifiable it's absolutely justifiable and if all people can't agree on that then they're not really there there's there's no need there's no way to reach an agreement this isn't just this isn't just um all the all the the things that have that have happened some have again i'm not going to assign percentages here and i'm not saying that something shouldn't be done but just because you have different perspectives on these things doesn't mean that you're suddenly in favor of more deaths at the hands of police for the black community for people in general right and just because you say all lives matter which the former now play-by-play announcer of the sacramento kings did again i don't know his intentions i don't know him personally i don't know any of that but it's just incredible to think to say that all lives matter leads to you getting suspended from your job that's where we've gotten to to literally agree when someone says black lives matter if someone says i think all lives matter you're agreeing with them right black life is all life i understand the point that they're trying to make and i really find it somewhat condescending when i feel like they uh, some of these folks who uh, i saw somebody on tv last night on espn there's no there's no sports this is i mean this all these issues are constantly covered on sports talk as well and they're important i'm not saying that the opinions don't matter it's just that's not the normal format it's my only reason for pointing that out but you know you look at this and you think i i understand what you're saying are you understanding what what i'm saying right i mean we're in agreement we don't want this to happen we believe that law enforcement uh, should not harm should not think it's no big deal if a black suspect dies in their custody whether it's justifiable or unjustifiable i've said this for a long time again all Every single life is made in the image of God. And to think that we've gotten to a point overnight, effectively, metaphorically, but not, not very far from, re- from reality, where people can actually you know, effectively lose their jobs for not saying the right things uh, as it pertains to a, a, a movement. Black Lives Matter. Of course Black Lives Matter. I've got no problem with that. I have problem with all the other stuff that spawned from this. All the justification, all the talk of, say, reparations. The founder of BET is out there saying now is the time to to redistribute wealth to the tune of $14 trillion. $14 trillion. I did the math last night. I think there's roughly 45 million black Americans. And $14 trillion came out to be over $300,000 per person. Uh, if that's what they're arguing for, every person that's of, of African American, you know, uh, who's African American gets a percent of that money. It's three hundred thousand a person. Of whose money? I mean, it, it's this is where it gets it gets crazy. And at some point, you're not allowed. If you're not allowed to say all lives matter, are you going to be allowed to say I'm not in favor of, of reparations? 
if I'm not in favor of reparations, does that suddenly make me a racist, someone who wants to bring slavery back? These are the arguments and the positions. I'm, these are just the radicals, right? These are the folks that like to, to to really stir the pot. Now, I also understand that there's some who are genuine that might disagree with some or, I don't know, most or even all of what I'm saying. But, it, you know, this this is still America. I'm not trying to... I'm just saying that that these things, the way that the society responded to COVID and how quickly they were willing to give up liberties and some fundamental American principles, that can be seen in this as well. And that's tr- that's problematic. It's problematic to me when I, and of course we got these officers, uh, Officer Chauvin's our charges had been increased to second degree murder, and the other three officers were charged as well. Which I'm not saying they shouldn't, but you know, I begin to ask the question: What happens if 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 they take this thing to trial? And some say that that's never going to happen. But what happens if if they're not convicted? If they've overshot the target on the on the charges and no one's convicted? I mean, you begin to ask these questions because sitting in the jury box is a lot different than sitting at home or on Facebook sharing your opinions about these things. I've been in a jury and I understand. Like these are difficult decisions and we don't want people in those jury rooms sitting there making a decision because it's you know the become the politically correct thing to do we want people to make decisions based upon facts and you worry i wonder you know can he get can these folks get fair trials that's a problem even if they're absolutely unequivocally guilty we should seek we should defend their right to get a a fair trial all this stuff seems to be thrown I say out the window metaphorically here, thrown out the window almost overnight. And I would say Americans have abandoned some of these principles, but to be honest, I'm not sure how many really embraced and even knew what those were to begin with. And there's lots of reasons for that education. And again, that's why we're launching conservative, not bitter university. But it's still just an atrocious thing to think that this – these foundational principles were a part of our country because of because of very good reasons, and we've abandoned those overnight, overnight. And I want to talk specifically about Drew Brees, quarterback, NFL quarterback, New Orleans Saints, played at Purdue University um, in his college days in the late 90s. But I want to talk about what he said yesterday, play the soundbite. And he is, I mean, he is being attacked by virtually every player in the NFL, people that aren't even in the NFL. He's part of the problem. This is this is just crazy nonsense to me. What Drew Brees said should not be the least bit offensive to anyone, uh, but it's now become, it, it almost seems as though the, the default position of the NFL, at least from the player's perspective, is we should kneel during the anthem now. Kaepernick's name's getting you know thrown back into the mix here as well. Anyway, really long in this segment. Just have a lot of things to say. I my, my I'm concerned for my my country, and I think you should be as well. So we'll talk about this as the program comes together. But I'm going to take a time out. You're listening here to the home of conservative, not better talk. I am your host Todd Huff. Back in just a minute.
Welcome back. By the way, I will mention this program is brought to you in part by the good folks at Economy Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing here in central Indiana. We're on the air in two, uh, on two stations, one here in Indianapolis, Freedom 95, 95.9 FM, 9.50 AM, and also in Utah, KYAH, 5.40 AM, Utah's Talk Authority. So I'm speak, speaking to those here in central Indiana, but this program is brought to you in part by Economy Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing as we get into the warmer summer months, hot summer months. In fact, I think when I was running yesterday, I think it was 90. I think I saw 90. So we've hit 90, at least where I was, according to my to my iPhone, but it's going to get hot and that means a lot of things for your air conditioning unit. That means it's going to be put under some stress. You may have questions as to whether or not it's you know, got what it takes to get through the summer. Maybe it needs tuned up. Maybe it's time for a new system. Consider the folks at Economy Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing. You can find out more information. Speak with uh, Jod and his team there at Economy Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing by visiting economyheatingandair.com. That's economyheatingandair.com. So I mentioned this Drew Brees. Oh, by the way, let me pause I, I want to do this, and, and I want to be on the record. Jod's never asked me to do this. Other other advertisers, uh, you know, this, this is just a blanket statement to say that what we talk about on this program does not mean that any particular advertiser agrees or endorses it. These, are, these views are my own. This doesn't mean the stations that you're listening on endorse it. These are endorsed by me, myself, and I. And hopefully, those of you in the audience as well. Uh, but if these ideas are not supported by anyone, it should be noted that they should be. So that's uh, that's what I want to say about that. So I want to play this conversation, our portion of this conversation Drew Brees had um, with actually Yahoo Finance. Yahoo Finance. This is what all of the... I'll kind of explain this. Drew Brees did this interview, was asked a question, and then there's been a bunch of, I guess, uh, basically blowback from other uh, players in the NFL and others that aren't even in the NFL. So I'm pausing here because Oz is showing me it's time to take a break. So let me let me do let me let me be good here. I know this segment's been really short, but that's because the first one was so long. Got a lot to say about these things and. You know, this it's an ever moving target as far as just the, the number of issues that we're dealing with here on a day to day basis. But when we get back, I want to play this segment of the interview again with Drew uh, between Drew Brees and uh, someone interviewing him from Yahoo Finance. I'm going to play that, and then we're going to talk about really what others are saying about that criticism from other players in the NFL, criticism from teammates. I saw a tweet from Michael Thomas, his uh, Pro Bowl, all what, all NFL, whatever receiver, dominant, dominant receiver, saying things about Drew Brees. Drew Brees was thinking about retiring. It makes one wonder. I think it's certainly something that, uh, I mean, who knows? In today's world, given that he's not said something here that's accepted uh, by those who have a monopoly on opinions here as far as whether or not uh, someone, he's speaking about standing or kneeling for the anthem, the national anthem. 
guess his opinion doesn't uh, doesn't seem to matter here. So we'll talk about that and all the pushback and and fall fallout from that uh, from Drew Brees, but we'll do that after the break. Been a little bit long in the first segment, so I'm going to get us back on track. So sit tight. We'll talk about that when we get back. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host Todd Huff. Back in, back in just a minute. Welcome back. So, no for, no uh, further ado here. I want to play this exchange between Drew Brees and Yahoo Finance. I want to play this here um, and, and kind of let you hear firsthand what was said that's caused all of this controversy. So here's this exchange between Drew Brees and Yahoo Finance. Everyone is looking back now at Kaepernick's protests from a few years ago, and obviously they were always about police brutality, and now it's coming back to the fore, and a lot of people expect that we will see players kneeling again even when the NFL season starts. I'm curious how you think the NFL will and should respond to that, and of course, you're such a leader in the league. Uh, What is your responsibility as a leader uh, in times like this for the rest of your teammates and, and players in the league? Well, I, I will. I will never agree with anybody um, disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country. Um, let me let me just tell you what I see or what I feel when the national anthem is played, and when I look at the the flag of the United States, I envision my two grandfathers who fought for this country during World War II, one in the Army and one in the Marine Corps, both risking their lives to protect our country and to try to make our country and this world a better place. So every time I stand with my hand over my heart, looking at that flag and singing the national anthem, that's what I think about. And in many cases, it brings me to tears, thinking about all that has been sacrificed, not just those in the military, but for that matter, those throughout the civil rights movements of the 60s. And everyone and all that has been endured by so many people up until this point. And is everything right with our country right now? No, it's not. We still have a long way to go. But I think what you do by standing there and showing respect to the flag with your hand over your heart is it shows unity. It shows that we are all in this together. We can all do better. And that we are all part of the solution. Okay. So that's what's caused pushback from other NFL players, from other out. NBA players, LeBron James chimes in, uh, some of Drew Brees' teammates, others on social media. Uh, I, I mean, it, it's – I don't even want to read all these to you. Um, some of them I can't. Some of them I can't. Um, here's somebody on Twitter re- responding to Drew Brees, just to give you a flavor, and I've read through a lot of these. Rick – the ruler is the name here. F that flag and everything it stands for. This country ain't uh, excrement. It's built on lies and theft and murder. Land of the free, my backside. That's just one example. Just one, believe me. And that's just a random person on 
on Twitter. This, um, you know, this this goes into all different uh, groups. You know, you've got athletes, you've got teammates, you've got other players in the NFL, and it's I mean, look, universally, universally, um, this is what it is. This is how it needs to be viewed. He can't. He cannot. Uh, when he sees the flag, apparently, think about his grandfathers who both served in, what do you say, World War II, I believe, one in the Army and one in the Marine Corps. He cannot do that. Not accepted. Not acceptable. You know, it's it's amazing to me. And and, and the, the, um, the condescension. You know, protest is by definition an act. It's symbolic act, right? There's when when people protest, you'll see, um, you know, whether there's signs with usually, hopefully, witty sayings or something that communicates the message in a very clear, concise, you know, nugget. Something you know that's easy to believe, easy to. I guess wrap your head around easy to remember, maybe not easy to believe in some circumstances, but kind of like conservative, not bitter, right? I mean, that's that's the brain of this this program. You'll, you'll see signs. You'll see signs with things like you know, no justice, no peace. Uh, I can't breathe. Hands up, don't shoot. I'm not talking about the veracity of of some of those, especially with hands up, don't shoot. But I am saying that that's you know. So there's there's creating it's it's symbolic communication. Sometimes like a I'm looking here at you know some of the things. Uh, there's a B-roll footage on Fox right now with uh, with with the tragic incident of, of George Floyd, and there's you know there's makeshift memorials and different things, and then there's protests. People sometimes do things uh, to symbolically talk about a larger issue, a larger point, a larger hurt. So if you have to – here's the thing though. If you have to explain what your protest is for, in the case of Colin Kaepernick and others who kneeled during the national anthem, I think you've you've missed your mark. Now you could say – you could say that by really causing a ruckus and doing something that offended Americans by taking a knee during the national anthem that they got people's attention. I'm willing to hear that. But don't lecture – don't lecture the, the general public about why – they don't understand this sophisticated protest. A lot of people do understand it. They just think, look, this is not the place or the time to do this because they see it like Drew Brees sees it. They see, and I know this is going to upset, this will upset a lot of people, probably very few in this audience. Um, but but this this sort of talk upsets people. And if you, why? I think, why does it? No one's saying that the other issues don't matter. They're just simply saying, hey, why do I have to comply with your version of appropriate protest? Why? Why do I have to do that? I actually think that the symbolism of standing during the national anthem means something to me. I'm thinking about the people who fought and died, by the way, some of which are black Americans who I think are just as honorable as the white. I mean, to me, this is silly talk to have to talk about that. They're they're just as much people who have defended uh, this nation. If they're again, it makes Hispanic, white, Black Americans. It just it just doesn't matter. Male, female. These folks defended our nation. Those are the things that go through the mind of Drew Brees. 
He says sometimes he tears up. I can relate to that. In fact, I'll tell you the truth. When I go to the Indianapolis 500, which we're supposedly going to this year, we'll see. Who knows what will happen? That's still now a couple of months away since it's been moved during uh, due to COVID. But when I go to the to the to the 500, I've had the pleasure of going a couple times. I'm not even an open a fan of open wheel racing. Not, I don't hate it or anything. I just don't follow it. But it is a spectacle. That is that is a right the right term. And that beginning of the race with the flyover, the national anthem, the playing of taps, the opening prayer, the honoring of those who gave the ultimate sacrifice. Memorial Day weekend, right? Those who sacrificed their lives for this nation. It is a moving thing. You see those cars? We sat in turn three the first time I went. And you see the cars come around turn two for the first time. That that first pace lap in the wake of the national anthem, you see fast cars and you see this, this mass of people, this beautiful location, all the, the flyover. There was actually a stealth bomber flew over the first time I was there. It was like the Batman symbol back in the background as it was circling the track and just an awesome experience, moving experience kind of moves me right now as I'm thinking about this. Not allowed, not allowed during the National Anthem to feel those things. Says who? Why can't I? Why can't I also believe that the anthem shouldn't be, you know, shouldn't be, I guess you could say, I don't want to say desecrated, so that may be too strong for some people, but why can we disrespect the anthem? Even though that's not his intent, that's how that certainly appears to many people who are in the moment of thinking about their, for, their good fortunes, the blessings of being American, the sacrifices people have made, and I see someone else kneeling. Why can I think, I don't, I don't really like that. We can talk about what he wants to talk about some other time, but not during this. Not during, not during this. This isn't the time or the place. This is disrespecting others in my view. Oh, no, you don't understand the sophistication of the protest. <laughs> Okay, well, I do understand it. I just don't agree with it. But why does that make me bad? And I want to read some of the responses Drew Brees elicited with those very harmless comments. By the way, he mentioned he also thinks about people who fought for things, uh, for example, during the civil rights movement. So, but he just says, I don't want to kneel. This is, this is too meaningful and sacred to me. Why, why do we have to do this? I, I will not do that. And just because I don't, don't assume that I'm a racist. It's just insanity. We throw the principles, these fundamental American principles, out the window just like we did with COVID in about two seconds. And that's what's terrifying. That should terrify every single person hearing my voice. It also t- should terrify you that Oz is now waving her hand to me and, and telling me it's time to take a break. And I'm going to have to uh, oblige here and do that. More to, more to say about this when we get back, but I've got to take a time out. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. back this is this conversation is going to extend into hour number two so if you want to watch hour two or catch it uh you can go to youtube subscribe it's totally free and you can get hour two of our program there just search for the todd huff show we'll continue this conversation but i want to get in as much as we can here this hour so i mentioned i played drew Brees's soundbite 
right? Drew Brees' soundbite, harmless soundbite, talking about how he believes, um, you know, in standing for the anthem because of what it means to him as grandfathers fighting in World War II, one in the Marine Corps, one in the Army. I just want to read some of the responses from this. His own receiver, Michael Thomas, who arguably could be uh, considered one of the best receivers, if not maybe the best in the NFL, definitely at the top, responding to Drew Brees, tweets out, he don't know no better. Then he tweets out uh, a little bit later, 15 minutes later. This was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday, June 3rd. We don't care if you don't agree and whoever else, how about that? It's one sentence and there's no really punctuation. It's hard to read these tweets, but we don't care if you don't agree and whoever else. How about that? Don't care that you don't agree. This is a teammate. This is a teammate. So imagine the tension that there's going to be in the locker room and in the huddle. I'm just, this is on, uh, I'm looking at Yahoo. Well, that's, hold on here. There's another. Fox actually lists a lot more. Foxnews.com. So let's look at some of these. So those were Michael Thomas. Uh, Kenny Vaccaro, former teammate. I think he played safety defensive back for the New Orleans Saints at some time. Now, some of these folks just disagree. I've got no problem with that. You can disagree with Drew Brees. He just says, that one hurt, bro. Now we got LeBron James. LeBron James, who's going to run for president one day. Cannot wait for that day. LeBron James, all caps. Wow, man. With the emojis smacking their face on your, you know, your your iPhone emoji. Is it still surprising at this point? Sure isn't. You literally still don't understand why Cap was kneeling on one knee, two question marks. He abs- has absolute nothing to do with the disrespect of emoji of the American flag and our soldiers, in parentheses, men and women, in case that needs to be clarified, we have men and women soldiers who keep our land free. My father-in-law was once one of those. <laughs> Gosh, I tell you what, it, I mean, wh- whatever. Th- that's that's LeBron James. Um, I, I'm just, you know, one of those. I'm just imagining, I don't even want to go there. Um, let's see. Aaron Rodgers, which I got to tell you, oh, I can't. I, I'm long in this segment. But Aaron Rodgers has some things to say about this, which, again, I don't care. Richard Sherman, defensive back, San Francisco 49ers. He's beyond loss. Guarantee you there were black men fighting alongside your, your grandfather, but that doesn't seem to be about that. Of, co- of course Drew Brees knows this. It's it, it's like they they don't even listen to what he's saying. They just you have to comply. Like COVID, you got to put the mask on, you got to sit in your house, and you've got to act only when they tell you it's time it's time to act. When the people who can control the narrative uh, tell you it's safe to to do you know to do whatever they want you to do. In the case of uh, Gretchen Whitmer, get get out of in your in your fishing boat by yourself out on the pond. Very dangerous to do without her permission. Anyway, there's a lot more of this. I got to get to it at an hour number two. I'm out of time here. Uh, sit back and we'll come back and wrap up in just a minute. Welcome 
Welcome back here. The waning moments of hour number one. Never fear. Hour two will begin here in about six minutes. Six minutes. You can catch it on YouTube. Go to youtube.com slash the, uh, well, no, search the Todd Huff Show, not slash. Search the Todd Huff Show there and you should be able to find it. We're going to continue this conversation uh, pertaining to what Drew Brees said, the fallout. I've got a soundbite from Malcolm Jenkins, um, former teammate of Drew Brees. He played with him in uh, New Orleans. He also, I think he currently plays, I know he was for the Eagles. Anyway, talk about these things in the next hour on YouTube. Join us there. As always, I appreciate you listening. Thank you so much. S-D-G. See you in a few minutes.